0: Be Be For The Be For The honey, Be Be For The Hello everyone, you're listening to The Hive poetry collective here on ksqd santa cruz 90.7 89.7 and 89.5 fm the hive poetry collective's mission is to bring a diverse community together in appreciation of all kinds of poetry by all kinds of people and i'm here today with fellow hive member Farnaz fatemi our santa cruz county poet laureate And we thought it would be considering all the things that are going on in the Middle East and how so many of us have been disturbed and unsettled by what's going on. we wanted to bring light to some of the Palestinian poets over the last few decades, because I think, I know for me, I was not aware of them. And so I wanted to... uh, enlighten myself on their work, and Farnaz came to me with that idea, and I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and um, you, Julia Chiappella did not tell you that's who's talking, so that's Julia Chiappella.
0: That's, I know, ne- it's always hard for me to ID myself. Yeah. That,
1: yeah. <laughs> and so the two okay. of us are here with, yes, with that spirit of the Hive's mission, which is to um, appreciate all kinds of poetry in today's poetry is is real a real range of Palestinian poets and as we both read through them the last few weeks we cannot um contain the the range inside this short hour but we've selected some poets who we think are very uh important or influential and also some who maybe neither of us had heard of or Mm -hmm. read read before so we, we're really pleased with the range that we have today. Yes. So and it, it
0: spans a lot of topics and a lot of forms. So the craft is, is of course, it's all well-crafted poetry. But the subjects and uh, the kind of craft span a wide uh, range. So we wanted to present them to you. And hopefully you can uh, learn a little bit more about Palestinian poets as, As the chaos reigns over there, mm-hmm. so um, can we start yeah. with yeah, let's start our with Our first one, our first poet is uh, Fadwa Tukhan. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. And she is really considered the the mother of modern contemporary Palestinian poetry. Uh, she was born in 1917 and died in 2003 and born to a wealthy Palestinian family. Um, Her brother, one of her brothers was known as the poet of Palestine, and he was the one that really educated her about poetry. So um, she has a distinctive chronicling of the suffering of her people. As most of us know, that suffering has been going on for decades. And uh, especially living um, in an occupied country Um, so she eventually published eight poetry collections, uh, translated into lots of different languages, and she's widely considered, um, a symbol of the Palestinian cause and one of the most distinguished figures of modern Arabic literature. So we'll start out. I'm going to read Fadwa Tukhan's poem. i found it. I found it on a radiant day after a long drifting. It was green and blossoming as the sun over palm trees scattered golden bouquets. April was generous that season with loving and sun. I found it after a long wandering. It was a tender evergreen bough where birds took shelter a bough bending gently under storms, which later was straight again, rich with sap, never snapping in the wind's hand. It stayed supple as if there were no bad weather, echoing the brightness of stars, the gentle breeze, the dew and the clouds. I found it on a vivid summer day after a long straying, a tedious search. It was a quiet lake where thirsty human wolves and swirling winds could only briefly disturb the waters. Then they would clear again like crystal to be the moon's mirror, swimming place of light and blue, bathing pool for the guardian stars. I found it. And now when the storms wail and the face of the sun is masked in clouds, when my shining fate revolves to dark, my light will never be extinguished. Everything that shadowed my life, wrapping it with night after night has disappeared, laying down in memory's grave since the day my soul found my soul. So that was Fadwa Tukan's poem. I found it, and I just want to say that I thought that would be a lovely poem to open with because of the expansiveness that mm-hmm. that she wrote about and wanted to convey that that search within that I think all of us are are our move to accomplish in some way or another, whether we're looking for love or we're looking for peace, mm-hmm. um, to to go internally and to find that deep well of of peace and love within us.
1: Mm. That's uh, yeah. The poem does so much. I think it definitely does that, and it also it also um, sort of hints at the the really tininess of life, like that. That the stanza about the um, thirsty human wolves. I'm gonna reread. I found it, and three lines later, it was a quiet lake where thirsty human wolves and swirling winds could only briefly disturb the waters. And it it's it's like, you know, the, this this whole this, these intense and traumatic events are really brief. <laughs> And there's a, a sort of sense of the, the longevity of the universe
0: mm-hmm. in that. Um, the trees will continue growing. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it's, um, and that's just so beautiful. I also just want to add about, because that is a translation. Um, the translators, there's a, there's three credited. This is from um, an older volume from 1987 from Columbia. It's modern Arabic poetry. And um, the, The editor is Salma Khadra-Jayusi, who did so much for translating Arabic poetry and bringing it to the English language. She and Patricia Alana Byrne and Naomi Shihab-Nai translated that poem.
0: That's gorgeous. And we'll hear a poem later in this um, show from Naomi Shihab-Nai. Great. Good, that's a lovely one.
1: Yeah, and am going to, to set the stage for the rest. Um, I'm going to jump ahead several decades to um, Lena Khalaf Tupaha and um, her poem, um, Running Orders. But let me tell you a little bit about Lena. She has lived the experiences of first-generation American immigrant and expatriate. Her heritage is Palestinian, Jordanian, and Syrian, and she and she is fluent in Arabic and English. She's lived uh, across the Arab world. Um, and th- that experience has inspired uh, poems about cultural crossing, political crossing, geography, present, and the living past. Um, just a few publications. she's she's writing poetry, essays, and translations. Her most recent book is the winner of the 2018, uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, the most recent book is *Con and Her Sisters, uh, which is 2023. She also wrote a collection, Water and Salt, which was published in 2017 for which she won the 2018 Washington State Book Award for Poetry. Um, and the next book out is Something About Living, which is coming out in 24 and was chosen by poet Adria Mateka for the 2022 Akron Prize for Poetry. Um I could say more. Um, you should she, you should look her up at com. and in in that vein we're going to put many many references in our show notes all the ones we make today books and poets but we'll also add several that we could not cover. Yeah, um we um, weren't able to get to today. Yeah. yeah. So we have we have anthologies to to recommend and also uh, several individual poets. All right. Um, so this is running orders, Lena Khalaf Tufaha. They call us now before they drop the bombs. The phone rings and someone who knows my first name calls and says in perfect Arabic. This is David, and in my stupor of sonic booms and glass-shattering symphonies still smashing around in my head, I think, do I know any Davids in Gaza? They call us now to say, run. You have 58 seconds from the end of this message. Your house is next. They think of it as some kind of wartime courtesy. It doesn't matter that there is nowhere to run to. It means nothing that the borders are closed and your papers are worthless and mark you only for a life sentence in this prison by the sea. And the alleyways are narrow and there are more human lives packed one against the other more than any other place on earth just run we aren't trying to kill you it doesn't matter that you can't call us back to tell us the people we claim to want aren't in your house that there's no one here except you and your children who were cheering for argentina sharing the last loaf of bread for this week counting candles left in case the power goes out it doesn't matter That you have children. You live in the wrong place and now is your chance to run to nowhere. It doesn't matter that 58 seconds isn't long enough to find your wedding album or your son's favorite blanket or your daughter's almost completed college application or your shoes or to gather everyone in the house. Doesn't matter what you had planned. It doesn't matter who you are. Prove you're human. Prove you stand on two legs. Run. Oh yes. That's,
0: That's such a powerful one. And powerful because of her propulsiveness in, in craft the list, especially at the land. And it doesn't matter that 58 seconds isn't long enough to find your wedding album or your son's favorite blanket or your daughter's almost completed college application or your shoes or to gather everyone in the house. It doesn't matter what you had planned. It doesn't matter who you are. Prove you're a human. Prove you stand on two legs.
1: Run. And then as you noted the run throughout the, throughout the poem, That's the imperative, Mm -hmm. Um, and the the title "Running Orders" is a play on marching orders, right? Um, Right. An imperative, yeah, right, right. (laughs) And then, but she
0: also has these two places in it where it's there's nowhere to run to, Mm -hmm. and now is your chance to run. Both of which are infinitives, two infinitives. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was just the sense that this has always been happening. Mm -hmm. Ad nauseum, and running becomes a way of life.
1: Mm. Well, um, it's interesting that you said that because I was reminded of this poem um, recently because someone posted it this week, I think. And um, but it's a poem from her, uh, her first book of poetry, which came out in twenty seventeen. So obviously, it's it's a it's a timely poem. Mm-hmm. And um, but it was it was mo- of a different moment yeah. when it was right ri- originally written.
0: Of a different moment and yet of the same moment. So, right. yeah. Um, okay,
1: why don't we do a station ID here? Yes, you're listening to the Hive Poetry Collective. I am Farnaz Spantami and my co-host is Julia Chiappella and we are at K-Squid 89.5, 89.7 and... 90.7 FM on and online at ksqd.org and if you're just tuning in we have a show focused on Palestinian poetry and Palestinian poets uh, um, from the 20th and 21st century yeah
0: yeah going going back a ways and we started out with a a poem by Fadwa Tukhan, who's considered the mother of Palestinian modern Palestinian poetry. And the next poem that we're going to read for you is actually by Zayna Assam. And for me, in looking through this Palestinian poetry, it really feels like Zayna is in the legacy of Fadwa. So... <laughs> Uh, You can really hear that if you were able to hear that, the first poem from Fadwa, um, you might hear that in in Zaina's poem too. This
1: is called Home
0: for an Empty House.
1: I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but but do you want to give us a bio of her?
0: Oh, thank you. you Thank you for reminding me. Yes. So Zaina, she's a Palestinian American poet, writer, editor, and community activist. And she's currently the Poet Laureate of um, Alexandria, Virginia. Mm -hmm. So her full-length poetry collection, Some Things Never Leave You, was published by Tiger Bark Press in July of this year. And um, she, uh, let's see, what else can I tell you here? Um, Lena Kalaf Tufaha uh, said of her that through her childhood memories in Arab cities to the repeated farewells and departures of exile, Assam's poems al- alternately mourn and celebrate the wonders of life. Um, so I think, I think that said, I'm going to mm-hmm, continue great. with this poem. Thanks, Farnaz, for reminding me to give context mm-hmm. to Zena. So this is Zena Assam's poem, poem for an empty house. You guess that I went home to an empty house every day. Your eyes two flags at half mast. Was I right? You asked, do you feel lonely? I wanted to explain that on my way, I stopped to smell honeysuckle hanging over the fence. Neighbors look out kitchen windows to wave. A hand of Fatima welcomes at my door. Later there is a nightly meander to the river. Sometimes a moon rises in the east. Really, my life is fine, I want to say. Excuse me. But you knew that my biggest wish was to open the front door to smells of onion and garlic frying. A chef at greeting, he would wrap his apron around my back and draw me near, salt and pepper in hand, Spices for desire. I let him gather me up like swelling dough, exhaling. Then we'd fall to the floor, two spoons in size order, clanging. Maybe my undressed eyes tell this story. Or maybe you're vying for the role of chef, offering to chop onions and make me weep. Mm. oh my <laughs> sorry i had to That's clear okay. my throat during that one but this one is so full of life and longing and the the carnality of it with with cooking and being in the kitchen is
1: and yet there's this sentiment that this person is fine <laughs> on her own right and she's company of the neighbors and the honeysuckle yeah. and they the fatima and but she she sort of Acknowledges maybe you know maybe you see what 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 I really want what I really want um, yeah and I love the undressed eyes at the end speaking it's... of carnality <laughs> uh, my undressed
0: eyes or you know you gather me up like swelling dough exhaling
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> that... to be gathered up that way <laughs> yeah no. I, I've never read a line like that it's... no. <laughs> No,
0: it's just really gorgeous language in this, mm-hmm. and so forthright and earnest and urgent. Uh,
1: it, it's written. It is fourteen lines. Um, it's written as if it's a, a sonnet. sonnet.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Four stanzas. The first two are four lines, and then the second two are three lines. Mm-hmm. So she's playing with that form a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. Boy, she gets a lot in fourteen lines. Yes, she does. Yes. Um,
1: we're going to talk a little bit more about the book that that's from, um, which is an anthology of love poems from writers of Arab heritage. And we'll, we'll go. We have another poem from that book in the second half, and we'll get back to that.
0: Great. Great. That was Zaina Assam and her poem, "Poem for an Empty House."
1: well um a, an episode about palestinian poetry would certainly not be complete without at least one poem from the poet Mahmoud darwish who um who is uh, certainly has inspired m- m- probably most of these the poems in this um hour um if we're talking about the mother of palestinian poetry he is the father <laughs> um Uh, And I'm going to say a little bit. If people don't know about him, I think it's worth spending a little bit, a few more minutes on his bio um, than maybe others. He was born in um, uh, in Al Birwa in Galilee, a village that was occupied and later raised by the uh, Israeli army. Um, Because they had missed the official Israeli census, Darwish and his family were considered internal refugees that's a quote, or also called Present Absent Aliens. Um, in the 60s, he was, I think, a teenager, early 20s, he was imprisoned for reciting poetry and traveling between villages without a permit. And he was considered a resistance poet, obviously, because of this, he was placed under house arrest um, when his poem, Identity Card, was turned into a protest song. He uh, lived abroad. Um, until the late 90s, and he was permitted to return from exile to visit friends and family in Israel and Palestine um, in the late 90s, and then spent time in the United States and died in the United States in the 2000s. Um, Carolyn Forche and Runeer Akash, in their introduction to his, his collection, unfortunately, it was Paradise, which came out in 2003 in English, um, said that as much as Darwish is the voice of the Pal- Palestinian diaspora, he is the voice of the fragmented soul. And I realized I've no, I've read Darwish since I was, I was a baby poet, like before I was. Yeah. And I didn't think of I didn't, I didn't, you know, it's one of those poets where you don't really stop and articulate why do I like this poet? Why am I reading this poet? When as I do that more as an adult mm-hmm. poet, right? Um, and I realized that that quote was so important because the fragmented soul speaks to so many of us, and it he um, de- definitely spoke to me, mm-hmm. in my own aesthetic. Um, so we're gonna. I'm gonna read a poem from um, a Darwish called "The Second Olive Tree," and this is a translation um, by Marilyn Hacker. The second olive tree. The olive tree does not weep and does not laugh. The olive tree is the hillside's modest lady. Shadow covers her one leg and she will not take her leaves off in front of the storm. Standing, she is seated and seated standing. She lives as a friendly sister of eternity, neighbor of time that helps her stock her luminous oil and forget the invaders' names, except the Romans who coexisted with her and borrowed some of her branches to weave wreaths. They did not treat her as a prisoner of war, but as a venerable grandmother before whose calm dignity swords batter. In her reticent silver-green color, hesitates to say what it thinks and to look at what is behind portrait, for the olive tree is neither green nor silver. The olive tree is the color of peace, if peace needed a color. No one says to the olive tree, how beautiful you are, but how noble and how splendid. And she she who teaches soldiers to lay down their rifles and re-educates them in tenderness and humility. Go home and light your lamps with my oil. But these soldiers, these modern soldiers, besiege her with bulldozers and uproot her from her lineage of earth. They vanquished our grandmother who foundered, her branches on the ground, her roots in the sky. She did not weep or cry out. But one of her grandsons, who witnessed the execution, threw a stone at a soldier and he was martyred with her. After the victorious soldiers had gone on their way, we buried him there in that deep pit, the grandmother's cradle. And that is why we were sure that he would become in a little while an olive tree, a thorny olive tree, and green. So that was
0: Mahmoud Darwish. Am I saying that right? Mm -hmm. Mahmoud Darwish of the olive tree. Oh my goodness. And the extended metaphor there of the olive tree as 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 grandmother, as peace, as, is just so, it moves so far beyond the petty squabbles of mm-hmm. what we deem important.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, she becomes the land itself. Um, Cause Erin, you're right, it just can, keeps going, the metaphor just yeah, keeps going. It just keeps on going. the land. Um, <laughs> the pit the deep pit the grandmother's cradle it's that vi- that visual to me is like just takes it so deep it does there. It does. yeah and that the, the the inheritance is comes back from that land um, and it is it is called the second olive tree i the think because of tree, that yeah. because mm-hmm. of the return
0: right right yeah <sighs> yeah
1: and just that
0: that i i'm land land is the thing isn't it mm-hmm. uh land is the thing as as we move through all these different iterations of humanity and where things move and mm-hmm. who has what land is both the uh, metaphoric grandmother and um the thing that
1: can be taken mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yes <laughs> so- just a reminder, you're listening to KSQD 90.7 and 89.5 and 89.7 and also ksqd.org online. And this is the Hive Poetry Collective. Um, this is Farnas Fatami and I'm with Julia Chiapella. And we are, um, we are um, we, let's see, we're gonna take a short break um, but I wanna tell, tell you that we're, you can follow the Hive Poetry Collective at Hive Poetry on Twitter, uh, which is now X, but we're still there. Um, And the Hive Poetry Collective on Facebook. But uh, most importantly, our website can be found at hivepoetry.org and previous episodes, upcoming events, also sign up for our newsletter. Those are all there at hivepoetry.org.
0: We do have a Hive live reading coming up in uh, Santa Cruz at Bookshop Santa Cruz on January 9th with Rebecca Faust and Susan Cohen. So you can go to our our website and sign up and and register, register to attend that. We'd love to see you there.
1: And we will be back after a short break.
0: Welcome back. You're here at the Hive Poetry collectives uh radio show on KSQDFM and we've been listening uh you've been listening to poems by Palestinian poets we've been listening also we've also been listening mm-hmm. we're all listening together
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh we're going to move into another uh poet who has quite uh, the the current story in um Palestine and and Farnaz is going to lead off uh with that
1: yeah the poet mossab abu toha um young young poet um who is the the one voice of poetry we're hearing out of um the area right now um he has been very active on instagram also um, has has been writing for the new yorker and the nation and lit hub in general the last few years, so had a, a has had a, a voice in vehicles to publish new poems. Um, but most recently um, hit, won the Palestine Book Award for his 2022 book, Things You May Find Hidden in My Ear. Um, that book also uh, won an American Book Award and was a finalist for the National Book Critics Circle Award and the Walcott Poetry Prize. Um, that's a book out of city lights. And again, we'll connect to that in our uh, show notes. Um, in October, he was uh, uh, evacuated. He and his wife and his children, one of whom is an American citizen, the ch- child was born in the states. Um, they evacuated their home in Beit Lahia and moved to the Jabalia refuge camp, refugee camp um, after Israel warned it was going to bomb their hometown um, in early two thousand, early November. He wrote that he'd ridden his bicycle back to his home to retrieve some books from the collection there, um, but they were already destroyed. Um, They moved south with with many millions um, in in the middle of uh, Gaza in in the middle of November. He was detained um, by the IDF while he was heading to the Rafa border crossing in an attempt to evacuate. Um, he was taken. Um, and there was a, a sort of worldwide attention uh, to that. Um, that he was he was arrested and he was missing for a few days. Um, but in uh Penn got involved, um, Penn International and Penn America. Um and and uh for whatever reason, on the 21st of November, where D- Democracy now reported that he'd been released. Um Uh, Just two days ago, he posted on Instagram that his family had crossed into Egypt. Um, So that's just to give you a sense of him. Um, And we're going to, we have three poems by Mossab Abu Toha. The first one is very short. A rose, shoulders up. Don't ever be surprised to see a rose shoulder up among the ruins of the house. This is how we survived. It doesn't get much
0: more simple and complex at the same time than that. And you know, when I was reading that the first time, it reminded me of Anna Akhmatova's poem, Mm -hmm. Everything is Betrayed. Because it has mm-hmm. that same sentiment to
1: it—that
0: mm. there, there is this crazy sense of determination and hope and continuation that we go on.
1: Mm. It's only or poets can think that <laughs> poets, poets can express that they in the at least in a certain
0: moment, right? right. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. No, and that's yeah. Um, And, yeah, when you picked that poem, I, yeah, I thought it was perfect.
0: So this (laughs) is another uh, poem um, by Musa Abu Toha called, What is Home? What is home? It is the shade of trees on my way to school before they were uprooted. It is my grandparents' black and white wedding photo before the walls crumbled. It is my uncle's prayer rug where dozens of ants slept on wintry nights before it was looted and put in a museum. It is the oven my mother used to bake bread and roast chicken before a bomb reduced our house to ashes. It is the cafe where I watched football matches and played. My child stops me. Can a four-letter word hold all of these?
1: you used the word expansive earlier. And I think this is Mm. expansive poem. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's
0: so simple, so almost childlike. And it's, I mean, it is from uh, because it's the speaker's on the way to school and it's talking about the grandparents and the uncle mm -hmm. and the mother. So it's rooted in that sense of family from the perspective of a child. But then at the end, my child stops me. Can a four letter word hold all of these? Well, yes, it can.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It does. So that's the lovely little one.
1: Musab Abu Toha. And this one, we have one more from, from one him One more from
0: Kim. Uh, as Farnaz said, if you're just tuning in, uh, Musab Abu Toha is a, a young contemporary Palestinian poet recently detained while trying to get out of um, out of Gaza. <clears throat> and just uh, two days ago was uh, released. So we wanted to bring light to his poetry. This is Displaced in memory of Edward Said. I am neither in nor out. I am in between. <clears throat> I am not part of anything. I am a shadow of something. At best, I am a thing that does not really exist. I am weightless, a speck of time in Gaza, but I will remain where I am. That's a really good one to come after, um, A Rose Shoulders Up. It has that sense of purpose and dignity and
1: resolve. Mm. I feel like we should hear that one again. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat <laughs> so I can
0: maybe read it with a little bit of a clearer throat. No, no, that was good. Yeah. I just It, it
1: warrants. It does. Reading. It
0: does. All right. Let's do this one again. Displaced. In memory of Edward Said. I am neither in nor out. I am in between. I am not part of anything. I am a shadow of something. At best, I am a thing that does not really exist. I am weightless, a speck of time in Gaza, but I will remain where I am. A thing that does not really exist, weightless. (laughs) A speck of time in Gaza.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um, we're going to move on to the poet Noor Hindi, um, who is, uh, I believe, writing out of Detroit. If I've got that right, um, and I know she's in the Midwest. And um, but I, this this poet, like Zena Azam, is. Um, part of an anthology that just came out from Persia Books called called We Called the Eye and the Night, Love Poems by Writers of Arab Heritage. And it's edited by Hala al and Zaina Hashem Beck. And um, it's, it's, I believe it has 80 some different poets with a kind of range of what love poetry means. Um, and was it, a really rich collection uh, again, we will put it in the show notes, um, and we we chose these two those two two different poems from that just to add to this tap, tapestry of Palestinian poetry. Um, Nor Hindi is a Palestinian American poet and and reporter. Her debut collection of poems is called Dear God, Dear Bones, Dear Yellow, um, and it was an honorable mention for, for the Arab American Book Award. And she is currently editing a Palestinian poetry anthology with George Abraham, and that comes out in 2025.
0: And this poem is so different from what you've heard today. <laughs> it's it's I, I really adore this poem for that reason.
1: It's a prose poem. The title is The World's Loneliest Whale, sings the loudest song and other confessions. I won't make metaphors out of fish. If I have to die, I choose the ocean. If I have to live, I choose you. You, everyone I've ever mourned. I believe less and less of sunlight these days. I won't die alone. To awaken crying is to awaken displaced. Ghost of your joy in the bathtub, a face in the mirror, your nephew's painting in the foyer. My mother cried in bedrooms growing up. I would study her for hours. In a study, researchers learned patients who cried less are likely to have dismissive attachment styles. Today, every bedroom in the house is mine. I stopped crying at age 12. I am angry at the color yellow. Trauma and all eight of its tentacles make a mangle of my skin. I can't find my home. As a child, I hated being the youngest. I hated being looked at by those I loved. In dreams, I spoke a language no one understood. Research suggests loneliness increases cardiovascular disease. When my cousin died, she died alone. Heart failure makes the body go boom. When the world collapsed around Darwish, he wrote of coffee and sex. When you held my body close to yours, I thought of clementines, sweet citrus, all the world's lemons we temper with honey. The world's loneliest whale sings the loudest song. This is what you'll tell me the first time we meet. And I'll think about the ocean, and I'll think about you. I never learned how to swim. I've been drowning my whole life. Studies suggest drowning lasts one to three minutes. I'll never stop grieving. Scientists are still searching for the 52 hertz whale. But I swear he's here, in my bedroom, and I can hear him. He's telling me I can stop. That's just such an
0: incredible poem. It's a really inspiring poem. It's very inspiring. <laughs> and I love how this this rhythm that she has with all the declarative sentences is, is broken up um, with some of these facts yes you know yeah uh research suggests research and... suggests the world's uh wait what was the other one yeah. in there heart failure makes the body go boom that's not <laughs> exactly a fact
1: but, but, that, but it has it, that it same... syntax yes yeah, yeah. so the, yeah and it it is it mixes up the syntax to, to, to throw those things at us
0: yeah and that this ending, I'll never stop grieving. Scientists are still searching for the 52 Hertz whale, but I swear he's here in my bedroom and I can hear him and he's telling me I can stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, she's quite the poet. Quite the poet, yeah.
1: So let's hear some more.
0: Yeah, I think (laughs) maybe we need to do a little break here. Sure. A uh, little station ID, so I uh, just want to let you know that you're listening to the High Poetry Collective here at KSQD-FM 89.5, 89.7, and 90.7 FM, um, or online at ksqd.org. I'm along with, uh, here along with Farnaz Fatemi. I'm Julia Chiappella, and if you're just tuning in, we are doing poems on Palestinian or by Palestinian poets. So this next poem uh, we want to read, we want to hear, is very short. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) It has an appropriate title, which I'll get to in a minute. But this is a poet that neither Farnaz or I had heard of. uh, And his name is Tariq Latun, And uh, he's a community organizer, a data engineer, and an Emmy award-winning poet. He's the son of Palestinian Muslim immigrants from Gaza, and he earned his MFA in poetry from Warren Wilson College. Um, He's an activist and serves on the board of the Offing, and I have something else. Oh, here, yeah, and uh, with organizations, collaborates with organizations like the Gila Project, visualizing Palestine and Detroit disability power. Lutun's work has been published in Crab Orchard Review, Literary Hub, Mizna, and Vinyl Poetry, among others. And his honors include being named Best of the Net in 2018 and fellowships from Kundiman and the Kresge Foundation. Lutun's work was awarded editor's selection by Bull City Press leading to the 2020 debut of his collection, How the Water Holds Me. Mm And this is his short little poem called Wisp. There are two ways to become a man. Kill one or watch enough boys that look like you go. I'm going to read that one more time. Wisp. By Tariq Latun, there are two ways to become a man: kill one, or watch enough boys that look like you go. Oh.
1: It's a, um, it's devastating.
0: It's devastating <laughs> in its. Uh, you boys being caught between a and Charyptus, right there's yeah. there's no way out yeah there's no way
1: out to to express that mm-hmm. and it's three lines at one yeah, yeah. to express that so
0: talk about I, concision yes
1: yeah. yes um i love that you found that poem and that poet for us um and we, when we were talking about it right before the recording we you know you we were just noting how many poets we've come across with such um, real skill and and um, voice voice, yes, and mm-hmm. passion that who are writing and making work and putting it out there. and it's it's I always feel so relieved, especially in in really, really hard times, remembering that there's so many poets doing this work
0: this kind of work of <laughs> excavating that yeah. area where we just can't understand why things continue the way all of it both the <laughs> internal and yeah. the external yes. what the heart, heart the, the hard, hardships and the hardships right and joy <laughs> yeah like, like fadwa talks about in yeah. the first poem that mm-hmm. we did and Zaina talks about in mm-hmm. her
1: poem, uh and Noor hindi talks about in Discovering the whale, helping her stop grieving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poets, me. All of it. All of it. <laughs> we love them. <laughs> um, so, our, our next one is a, a translated uh, Palestinian novelist, poet, and storyteller, and translator herself named Maya Abu Al Hayat, um, born in 1980 in Beirut. Um, she has published three novels and three collections of poetry. Her books have gained worldwide recognition and some of her stories have been translated into different languages. Um, Her most recent book of poems was translated by Fadi Judah. I believe this came out this year, Um, You Can Be the Last Leaf. Um, And we're gonna hear one poem from that book. Um, I, I, I guess I'll also say that she's played a prominent role in children's lit. Um, writing and Presenting television Programs for Children. Um, so This poem is called, I Suffer a Phobia Called Hope. And, you know, when you're talking about hope, um, it's a great title. I Suffer a Phobia Called Hope. Each time I hear that word, I recall the disappointments that were committed in its name. The children who don't return The ailments that are never cured, the memory that's never senile, all of them hope crushed beneath its wings as I smash this mosquito on my daughter's head. The grieving have only the unknown. It's their only staple and inheritance. Pain has no logic. All things redeem the grieving, except your rational questions. I wish that no one goes and no one comes. All going is a stroke of myth and each return a punctured lung. Each return
0: a punctured lung taking the air out of things and uh, hope being a little bit like that punctured lung Mm -hmm.
1: yeah um again that's translated by Fadi Judah and we we aren't including any of his poems in our show but unfortunately sadly I mean uh, we yeah we think he's worth uh airtime for sure it's just that it there's only there's only so much time and he there's many poems of his out there but we were going to link to many to to him in the show notes as well yeah. Uh, yeah and he did a marvelous
0: job in translating this one yes and uh translation of course <laughs> is its own uh art form so he was able to give this that uh, a, a beautiful cadence and mm-hmm. uh yeah, did a wonderful job. Yeah,
1: again, that was I Suffer a Phobia Called Hope by Maya Abu al-Hayat. Okay, I think we have one time for one more. Why don't we close with one? Okay.
0: Uh, many of you probably have heard of this next poet. <laughs> um, she kind of has the, the market corner on, on Palestinian-American Poets, uh, for good reason. She's an excellent poet, but and this this poem we thought would be a good one to close what has been brought up the the range of of themes and sentiments that have been uh, outlined today by all these Palestinian poets. This is uh, Naomi Shihab Nye. And Naomi, she, have nigh, she was born in Jerusalem. Naomi was born in Jerusalem in 1927. And she was employed by the BBC while she was a teenager. Um, so she's currently on the faculty at Texas State University. She makes Houston, I believe Houston? No, San, San Antonio. Antonio, her home. She's the recipient of the Lon Tinkle Award for Lifetime Achievement from the Texas Institute of Letters. And she has a lot uh, more uh, awards to her name. Let's see, her works include poetry, young adult fiction, picture books, and novels. Uh, She received the 2013 NSK Neustadt Prize for children's literature in honor, honor of her entire body of work as a writer. And in 2019, the Poetry Foundation designated her the Young People's Poet Laureate for the 2019 to 2021 term. And if you've ever heard Naomi speak, she has this absolutely infectious enthusiasm for Mm -hmm. poetry, for people, for the struggle people are going through and the joys that
1: they're going through, too. She is effervescent she is and she is such a supporter of of young people of older poets of of poetry in yeah. in this world
0: yeah she's cr- chronically supportive yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is her poem sometimes there is a day sometimes there is a day you just want to get so far away from feel it shrink inside you like an island as if you were on a boat. I always wish to be on a boat. Then maybe no more fighting about land. I want that day to feel as if it never happened, when a mod was burned, when people were killed, when my cousin was shot. The day someone went to jail is not a day that shines. I wanna have a clear mind again as a baby who stares at the light, wisping through the window and thinks, that's mine.
1: Thank you for that poem from Naomi Shihab Naomi Nye.
0: Shihab Nye. That's from her book, The Tiny Journalist. And we'll have that in our, our notes as well. Um, because this podcast will be posted on uh, Anchor FM and on the Hivepoetry.org. So
1: yeah, it, and on Spotify iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts.
0: Right. Um, yeah, and I think we wanted to talk a little bit about upcoming events
1: yeah. for the Hive. Yeah, a reminder, as you said earlier, January 9th at Bookshop Santa Cruz, we're hosting Rebecca Faust and Susan Cohen, both uh, friends and and Bay Area poets. Um, reading from their new work um, and we'll have books and signing. Um, We also have a a debut book poet um, in March, Sara Ghazal Ali. uh, This is March 14th Mm -hmm. um, reading along with Sam Sachs and their new book, uh, Pig. Um, And that's again, our March event. Then in April we are jam-packed. With... Oh
0: boy, are we jam-packed? <laughs> yeah, because we have Dorian Lau and um the California State Poet Laureate. Lee Herrick. On April 4th, I believe. No, April 2nd. April 2nd. Okay. <laughs> and then later in April, we the hive has taken over in celebration of the Muse. So we will be holding an event on. April 26th, April
1: 26th. Friday. Mark your calendars. You
0: heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, this is this is kind of brand new news. 6 uh,
1: 30 um, p.m. Friday, April 26th. The Muse returns as a poetry only event. Um at the horticulture room um at Cabrillo College. Room 5005. Zero 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 five. Five. Yeah. And again, for all of the all of these events, you can check us out at hivepoetry.org. Um, but uh, as 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 we you just noted we promise a rich several months coming up
0: it should be a great time if you're interested in poetry so
1: thank you so much for tuning
0: in and listening to these palestinian poets um
1: yeah we thanks hope- for doing this show together yeah it, it was, was fun it was it was really great good, good. all right all right take care everybody Bye bye